0: Good morning, wherever, whatever time it is for you or whenever you're watching or listening. This is July the 16th, Thursday. We're speeding through a summer, most unusual summer that I'm sure we'll all remember. This morning, I wanted to talk a little bit and then, then sit, of course, with you but uh, let's begin first by remembering what we can do as an intention for every day. Uh, the more we look out and think of others, and the more we become interested in things outside of ourselves, and we're not focusing on poor me or uh, aren't I great or you know whatever whatever we. Eat. We need when we feel we have to buck ourselves up. The best way to do it, we know, is to look outside and to help someone or to be there for someone. Sometimes we don't realize how important just being in contact with someone is. Uh, they don't. They don't need to have a big chunk of your time. They don't need to have to monopolize uh, a whole day or a whole afternoon even, Uh, sometimes people just need to check in and they want to have a little bit, they need more contact and they need some support from others. Because we're a very social animal, so uh, if you feel confined and if you feel like you can't see, it's, it's hurting you not to be with people face to face more often then you make the point of contacting others and reach out to them and it'll make you feel better and it'll also be a wonderful thing to do for another person so don't forget that and i think when we read my wish or when you we have it memorized it's a wonderful reminder it becomes ingrained in us right that we should keep looking out and seeing where we can be of service or be of help in any small way. It just helps us not be so focused on me, me, me. That's a good thing. (laughs) So let's do my wish to begin. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana." So whether you're ending your day listening to this, or beginning your day, or somewhere in between, remember those words and. I need to remember to put them on Facebook, right? Or if you have a chanting book from the temple, it's in there. So, working with anger. Uh, this, this is coming up a lot for people um, because even if we're moving around more and getting out more, we still are under a lot of stress and we often feel it with those closest to us the ones we're living with or the, the people we may be living very peacefully and happily with that stress can come out at unexpected times and we may jump on somebody about one thing when we had no idea that was even we were even upset but that stress is working at that uh, that's underlying everything we do we're not sure what the, the near future is going to bring. We don't know if it's going to be safe for kids to go back to school or universities to to have classrooms. And uh, it's, it's stressful for people all over the place. So no matter how much it feels like things are moving back to normal, there's, there is and there will be for a long time an undercurrent of uncertainty And what I realize, if we've been a student of the Buddha's teachings, is we should know this. We should know that it's always there in the world, this uncertainty. And even if our lives feel like for a while we go through, you know, everything is predictable. Pretty much everything is under control, we think. But the reality is, this, this, the nature of this world is uncertainty, and uh, we are not in control. So this is a period of a, a great teacher visiting us, I think, and there's something we can learn all the time. But working with anger, I've been carrying this around. It's from Pema Chodron. I think it's from her newest book, Welcoming the Unwelcome. And this is Cultivating Peace. Uh, this is from the chapter Cultivating Peace and about holding on to opinions with aggression. So I think this is where a lot of, our, for many of us, this is where our anger comes out and our opinions that we express sometimes with aggression. And this is just one point that she made about it, just one. But it's plenty to work on. Her recommendation, see my opinions of myself and others as simply my take on reality and not a reason to increase negativity on the planet. Isn't that great? My take on reality and not a reason to increase negativity on the planet. So this is a fine line these days. I think to find that balance between um, moving over into my opinion be- becoming uh, a ne- being becoming negative and a kind of negativity on the planet, and I think because we're so divided in this country and it's happening around the world between uh, what we think are medical facts or where we stand politically or what we believe is right, what we think is wrong. Uh, we're, such, we're so divided right now. It's a time of great division between people and between countries, and it's kind of a thing happening in the world, right? But uh, it's just a more extreme version of what's always there. But it's a fine line for us to, we can fall over into negativity so easily, and we don't, but we... Also, don't want to be Pollyanna and trying to convince everybody that everything's fine and everything will just be fine if we just don't think about it. Um, so, remember that whenever you were... Well, I'm just going to read it again. She says it so beautifully. This is her advice. See my opinions of myself and others as simply my take on reality and not a reason to increase negativity on the planet. So, uh, people need to not be buried. They're already too much, watching too much TV, reading lots of news. And so, in our personal discussions, I think it's good to be listening to people. It's good to hear if they're suffering and if there's something we can do to help. It's good to let them, uh, to, it's a good time to learn to be a good listener. And I think that that's one really good way to keep from sliding over into negativity. But if we can listen and see a way to uh, help the person out who we're listening to, not by joining in and agreeing with everything negative, but finding something uplifting Finding something that can ease someone's tension or their uh, anxiety. It might be my favorite is sending silly emojis. Or uh, I have friends who send who send out really funny animals doing really funny things, and it can just be a laugh that carries me through a day uh, with a lighter heart. And I'm a big fan of those. I don't think a year ago, two years ago, I would have said that. I'm, now I'm a convert. Um, we, can, we need to always be able to go to the depths with someone and to go into our own depths and know what it feels like to be depressed or to be really angry or to be dealing with lots of difficult emotions. But we don't have to keep mining that, mining that sight, and doing and doing it with others, we can we can present uh, a different way to look at things, because we all have to get through this uncertainty, and this uh, difficult time. Just uncertainty all by itself is enough to push most people into um, in a, a low emotional state, because we're we're used to thinking we can control things. And we're suddenly in a period where we can really sense our lack of control. But it's a good teacher. And I have another one. I think this is, this is really beautiful. And this is, this is from an article that we were using in the art, art group uh, on working with the five hindrances. And it was from Tricycle magazine. And it was different teachers talking about each hindrance. So this is on the uh, anger and aversion section. It's the second hindrance. And this is from Lama Paldon, uh, a teacher in uh, California. And this is just a section from uh, the part she wrote in the article about the five hindrances. And this is about anger and aversion. When we feel that someone deserves our angry attack. We are indulging in hurting them in order to eradicate our own hurt. And hurting to get rid of hurt never works. We suffer because we do not understand the openness of our true nature. This is the ignorance that the Buddha taught is the root of all suffering. The radiance of true nature is generated by compassion. The fortresses we construct around ourselves to ratify our position not only separate us from the person we're angry with, but they also separate us from ourselves. The more we are cut off from our true nature, the more we suffer and the less likely it is that others will listen to us if we take the time to shift to a place where we can actually rest in openness and loving kindness, our suffering diminishes. Anything that we feel needs to be communicated will naturally be articulated more effectively from this place. I think that's just so beautiful that we're our true nature is that openness that spaciousness and ignorance is the root of all the all the suffering beneath the craving and attaching ignorance is the basis because we really don't know how to end suffering and we don't know what will make us happy the radiance of our of true nature is generated by compassion. The fortresses we construct around ourselves to ratify our position not only separate us from the person we're angry with, but they also separate us from ourselves. So, those are two beautiful things. I I just carry them around, and uh, they could they could be. Well, we, you could sit with either one of these all day long and work with it. And so hopefully you can bring that into your life. Um, that openness is what allows us to feel connected to all beings and allows us to see the bigger picture. When we talk about not seeing everything as related to me or mine or who I am, what I am, uh, that's that's that openness that we're that we want, and we want to be dwelling in that. So, let's sit together, and at the end I'll end with my wish again. And take this time we have, 15 minutes, and if you can continue, keep sitting, and if not. Even if, you, even if you can sit just part of the time, sit as much as you can. Sit as long as possible. There's nothing else that's more important, unless you have an appointment or something where the time will cut you off today. Remember, this is the most important thing, being with ourselves, being silent, going inward, finding out who we are, learning what we need to learn about ourselves, and working with uh, finding that peaceful mind, that open spaciousness. Okay. So if you're not, if you're not taking care of a house full of children, uh, gently close your eyes. Let the first several breaths just help you come to the present moment. Feel grounded on the earth. Wherever your imagination is or your thoughts are or your attention is, try to bring them into focus in your body right to this present moment. You can go back to everything else in just a little bit. It may help to begin with a few deep breaths in and out. Remember when we breathe we want to feel that oxygen getting down to the bottom of our lungs. That should be natural for us now. So you can just put your hand on your belly and be aware of your body breathing for you that healthy way. Belly rises and contracts. Relax into your posture. Even if you're resting on, laying on the floor, let your body feel as if you're lifting your spine up and your spine is in perfect alignment. Let your spine support your body. Feel your head balancing right on top of your spine. Be awake. As we observe our body breathing us, feel grateful that our body takes care of so many things automatically. And in this pandemic that's giving people a virus that literally damages that very breath, we need to really recognize our gratitude for breathing, for a body that is healthy and well and can breathe for us. Lightly, lightly hold your attention on your breath. If your mind feels distracted, let yourself count each breath and stay with the count. Just go up to five. Inhale one. Exhale one. Inhale two, exhale two. Go up to five, and then start again with one. Keep your focus on the counting No need to feed your thoughts with attention, just let the thoughts come and go. Like our breath, the thoughts rise, and then they'll naturally dissipate if we don't try to move in and start controlling, thinking, trying to fix. Just let the thoughts come and then they'll dissipate on their own. Keep your attention on your breath or your counting. And when you do get distracted just gently but firmly come back to that breath Where is your mind? If it slipped away from you in between an in-breath or an out-breath, don't worry about it. Just make the decision to bring it back. Bring it back to your breath. Feel, Feel everything with openness and spaciousness. Breathing in that spaciousness. We're breathing out into it. Just keep letting go, letting go of clinging to your thoughts, letting go of tension you feel in your body, letting go of everything that you can let go of. Just let it go. Just be here in this moment. free of all clinging, free of all attachments. Breathe in, breathe out, come back to your breath. Keep sitting if you can. I'm going to end our time by reading my wish again. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those who, without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. I think a beautiful definition for Nibbana is uh, attaining that release into spaciousness and openness. That's my personal opinion. (laughs) Thanks everybody for being a big part of my practice and have a beautiful day. Remember our intentions are renunciation, loving kindness and harmlessness. We're not cruel we're not hateful and we're not not clinging not clinging to anything every day bye bye